Well, hello, and welcome to the Mouthy Primate uh, podcast. I guess you have to call it a podcast because that's essentially what it is. Hey, just yapping into a microphone by myself while everyone else in the family is asleep. This is probably the best time for me to do this, which is late at night because uh, that's when I'm up, honestly. I've always liked the night. I don't know if you are like that, but I am. I've always enjoyed the night. And then I became a stand-up comedian, and so I was just uh, I was enveloped in nightness. I loved it. It was great. And, uh, and that's sh- – you know, I suppose I'm still living like that. My 22-year-old niece – 22? Oh, my God, she's 26. Why do I know that? Because I'm 46, and I'm 20 years older. Jesus, we're doing math early on. And dropping religious quotes. Quotes? Peoples. Um, listen, this is just going to be a bit of a mess. I don't know what you expected when you came to this podcast. The mouthy primate? I'm not coming at you from high on top. Hey, looking down, saying, friends, follow me to become successful. <laughs> this is not that, unfortunately for me. Success is not something I'm going to even come close to saying is mine at this point in my life. Oh, there was a time. Well, anyway, we'll get into that in a second. I guess not now. But this is the Mouthy Primate. This is the Mouthy Primate podcast. This is the home of Jay Malone Comedy Nights and Freaking Psych Guru. So what are those two things? Should I tell you about first? Well, here's the thing. I want to start these off. Um, I I think they're going to be nightly sessions. Listen, we have to get down to business. Okay, I have to. I have to put myself out there again. It's unfortunate for both of us that I have to do that because, look, I enjoyed being silent. Actually, I didn't. It was very difficult because my nature is to be yappy. I mean, that's what I mean by company. It's actually Mouthy Primate Incorporated. Uh, when I booked those sitcoms for a whole season, actually two seasons, they said you should be corporated. And I'm like, incorporated? I don't even know the lingo. I don't know business, which is why the success thing has eluded me recently. Also because I haven't been doing this, which I'm simply not good at. I'm yapping. It's you. So uh, they asked me, okay, you have to have a company, so you're a company now because you're a product that people seem to care about. And I'm like, yes, 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 I've reached enough of the milestone that people care enough about me to make me a professional. And they said, what do you want your company name to be? And I just said, Mouthy Primate Incorporated. Because that's all I really feel that I am. I'm a primate. So you're a person, probably, if you're listening to this. So you're a step above me because you're a contributing member in society. So well done for you, but you've had a break in your responsibilities, so this is good. Um, and then there are human beings, like said guru, whom I'm seeking. Whom I'm? Who I'm? I don't know. And uh, But that's v- there's only like a handful of uh, human beings I have probably on the planet. But that's what we should all be aspiring to become, dearest friend, is a human being. Uh, given the state of society, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, and, I, and don't take this personally at all, if you're out there. I hope you don't, because I, I – I don't know you. I'm just speaking into a microphone in the dark with my dog and his kid. It's huge, and I can't deal with that because it's 120 pounds and it's German. I don't know what that German part means, but it's part of me. So he's obstinate, stubborn. He's constantly got his snout in my crotch. I don't know if that's a German feature. I do have a German friend, and he was rather promiscuous. But <laughs> we're getting away from what we were talking about, which is going to happen frequently, but then we have to get back on track again. You must get back on track. So said Guru is a human being, and I'm a primate, and um, and I would rather be in my position than yours because of society. Because people, uh, people, 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 people are all over the place, and people are just like malprogrammed living software. Yeah, programmed by 
habitual unconscious habits. Um, and no habit is a good habit because it's unconscious and you can't stop it. And, uh, and so we, we don't want that. We don't want to be those things. We want to become fully conscious human beings. And a being cannot be manipulated or pointed in a direction. Algorithms can't attack a being who is fully in control. Control isn't even uh, – control, you don't even talk about control when you're a being. You just, you just be. You know how to be. Those that I'm telling, that's what the point of physics is. I'm saying is that we don't want to just people. People that are just walking around like idiots, um, getting controlled and manipulated because, like little dials, we can be turned up by simply pointing an algorithm into a negative or combative area on Facebook, and then we're like, wait a second, I disagree with that. Blah, 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 blah. And then the person just goes off or something. And then that. At least I'm a human being. I'm, I'm, I'm a primate, but at least I'm that. I, I admit that I'm that. And I've shedded most of my peoplehood, and I've been fortunate in that sense because I made a bit of a talk show, and I did become a comedian, and I got to basically go to Narnia and have a career in Hollywood, and and that is very much like Narnia. It's not a real place. There's no, it's not. You're not. I mean, it's it's you're living in a dream world. I mean, the whole world is a dream world, but that one is a particular. That's like a wet dream, right? Hollywood's like the wet dream where you wake up and you're like, oh, I made a mess of myself. That's what Hollywood is, but. The rest of us, we're in a dream world because we're half asleep or more than half asleep. I mean, we're alert enough to walk around and take care of kids and stuff, but let's be honest, barely. Have you been in a school recently? Okay, the kids are always going to be better than us because we have downloaded much more damage in our lifetime than those. But they're catching up quick because, unfortunately, we're in charge of them. So let's get down to the quote first, if, if I may, because uh, we'll get a lot of thoughts on that. But I hope you enjoy yourself. Seeking Sadhguru. So uh, Sadhguru does a daily quote. He puts, puts out a mystic quote for his devotees, I suppose. Put out a mystic quote of his. And um, and so there's always a link to it. And so I thought, ah, I was doing cartoons of it for a while to try to get his attention, and that wasn't really working, even though I still like doing the cartoons. And now I've started an animated series, um, but but I'm one person, so I write, do the voices, animate it myself. Yeah, I need some help, guys. That's the podcast, because Mouthy Primate Incorporated needs more people. This is my – I need sp sponsorship, but individuals, not corporations, because they make stupid decisions based on nonsense. So I need people behind me that are going to, like, you know, support. So – and then I'm – but basically I just know that any money you send me is um, – for any of the other stuff is going to go to my parents and my wife who have taken care of my sister. I've been s idiots for a while now, all right? And I've had to do some inner work. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, what happened? I'm sorry, my quote. Okay, then let's do the quote. Let's do the quote. So the first quote is, The idea that women are inferior to men is absurd. When a man is born of a woman, how can he be superior and she inferior? Yes? Does that make sense? Probably. Can't. Nothing worse is going to come out of something that's – nothing better is going to come out of something that's worse, surely. Let's get into it. How to empower women. So anyway, we're going to jump into this just because I wanted to see maybe it's a video and you get to listen to Sadhguru for a bit and I can take a break because this is a heavy burden. I have to talk constantly. I should say at this point, let's do that before I get into this. Let's like, what do we have here? We have a lot of things for me to read. Wonderful. I like reading. I like reading. I'm going to quote you some Sadhguru here. Uh, part of my using my skill set as an orator. <laughs> I'm not an orator. 
I was. So it says how to empower women. I'm gonna love to read this. Um, although if you want to be a woman and learn how to empower yourself, you should listen more to my wife than me because she's brilliant for reading that. She's a powerful woman, and I apologize for having brought her into my life. Though we'd have brought forth some wicked children. So uh, this podcast is just going to be me, okay? Uh, you're not going to hear me with anybody else. This is never going to happen anymore. I've, I've, this is a vow. Is that a vow? Is that one of those things where you're like, do you have to stab into your own heart to draw blood for a vow? How, how does a vow work? Or is that, is that, uh, no, never mind. I'm not, that's open heart surgery. Uh, there's something, that ha anyway, it's a vow that I don't want to talk to anybody else, to be fair. I, I was in Hollywood for a little while, and I was chasing all those stages and all those big platforms with the people, the, the blah ba dee blah and I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about that stuff anymore. I even turned down showcasing for a festival recently. It just happened. I didn't tell my wife about it because she would be upset. She'd be like, that's a paycheck. Remember those? And I'd be like, yes, I do. And can I just say I appreciate that you're still with me? Oh, man. Nobody else would be. But I can't do it. can't do it anymore. So um, so that, that brings us then to, to two things. One, one is that uh, I'm doing my own comedy now. So I do stand-up comedy. So if you put me in a room with you and a bunch of people, I will make you laugh so hard you will have liquids threatening to leave your body. That's just a fact of the matter, okay? I'm not being cocky. I'm just telling you what happens. And, and because too many times I've had to go into environments where people have set up a comedy show poorly, I'm just taking that over myself now. And so I will be setting up the shows. And uh, I, I have actually a fun little troupe of comedians uh, locally that I've been like um, kind of, I don't know, do you say mentoring? I don't know. I've never really had a mentor. But I guess that would maybe could be applied to this. Because we're just, I'm just giving you stage time. I'm not giving you any plans because who the hell am I? As you'll see. No one. I am no one. And I, re I require no oneness. I require more no oneness. No oneness. <laughs> Don't say that again or it'll lose all meaning. It does work. So I just want to dissolve into my own oneness, which is uh, a connection to all things. These are heavy, but we'll get into that. Um, so that was the whole thing. It's like, yeah, I, I'm not going to be, there's going to be, unless said guru tells me, hey, you got to go on like a tour. But, but my first purpose with this is simply to get his attention. So the next voice you will hear on this podcast, um, well, taped will be said guru because I'm going to share bits of things that he says because we'll obviously talk about that stuff. Jesus, how am I going to talk about all this stuff? Every night we're going to do this? I, I need some content. But also I don't have a ton of time to put into producing this podcast other than just sitting in my pajama pants um, with a hoodie on in the middle of the what is called the playroom in our house uh, with a dog in his crate because I, this is what, where I only have time to do this. I have three kids, six, seven, and eight. What? My wife is becoming a nurse. Time for class. Time for class. At 40 years old, she's reimagining herself, transforming herself, and I couldn't be more proud of her, but also more confused as to why she's still with me. So many options for that one could be something more with what's happening within this one that is in place. Ladies and gentlemen and all others who are listening, because this is wonderfully inclusive, but I refuse to uh, m memorize more things. I'm, I if anything, I want to know less, okay? I thought I knew all kinds of stuff, and I was walking around like a peacock in Hollywood and stuff, just, oh, everybody's an idiot because you people believe all these stupid things, and blah, look at the world, so I'm just going to do my thing and have fun. 
and now it's like, and then I realized what an idiot I was and how little I knew about creation and all this stuff around us, but not even around us, within us, because that's the most important thing. You can't even truly experience anything outside of yourself. That was the very first thing I learned from Sadhguru. Everything that is happening in your life is just experientially happening within you. You cannot become part of anything else that's exterior to you until you connect with the deepest part of you, which is at one with everything. Oh, so we're going inward, my friends, right? The only way out is in. And so, uh, so my whole, uh, this whole po podcast is just going to be dedicated to that. And because I, I am my sample, I am the only person I have access to. I, I don't want to talk to anybody else because that's that wouldn't be the point of this. The point of this is to go inward on this. And, uh, and so we're going to do that until we get to Sadhguru. And then we get to ask our questions. I have a burning one for him. And I refuse to ask it unless I'm in person. So here we are. Let's get into the story. You can do Comedy Links. Go to JulianLynn.com. Or you can check out my Sadhguru and, and support me by getting... Uh, I got my, uh, my hoodie. I have a hoodie now. I'll share a picture with you if you want. Because Uh, follow the Instagram, though, I think. I might be telling it. Is that what it is? No, I think it's... Is it? I don't know. Um, and so you can uh, check that out. Uh, all that stuff. Good times. Uh, lost my train of thought. So let's go back to Sadhguru, because that's the gold. That's where we want to mine. Uh, how to empower women. Let's read this. On the occasion of the International Women's Day, Sadhguru shares his view on the present situation of women in society as well as his vision on women empowerment, both for the individual and humanity as a whole, he says, establishing an equal balance between the masculine and the feminine within you is the only way to intellectually and experientially know deeper dimensions of life. So the masculine and the feminine, before we continue. What is that? That's not male-female, so just lose that right away. That's surface bullshit, male-female, and the thousand other options people have apparently today. So that's that's on the surf that's surface stuff. And obviously, it's you think it's not surface stuff because it's how people identify, but even how they identify generally has to do with their surface attributes. No. Um, and so uh, we're, we're tr in this, <laughs> what we're going to try to do in this is like, I want to identify as, the, as, as um, minimally as possible with my penis, okay? So like I did for a long time as like in my 20s and 30s because I'm a male and I wasn't even like a particularly well-directed male. And so you just kind of go with like your base instincts. And my base instincts um, loved women. I love to be to, to uh, I, I love to be with not that I'm like Wilt Chamberlain over here, and I apologize if I got the wrong person, but I seem to recall him banging twenty thousand women. Is that possible? I don't know. Wilt? Oh, is it Wilt or was it someone else? I need to look that up because I can't. We got now that we're dropping names. One second, Sadhguru. I can't be. Is it? Hey Siri. Did Wilt Chamberlain have sex with twenty thousand women? Hey Siri, was was there a basketball player that had sex with thousands of women? Yeah, fair enough. It's probably because it's the question itself is inappropriate. Hey Siri, who in the NBA was known as a real ladies' man back in the day? Oh, 
There's no point in me saying that again, Siri. Oh, who was it? It wasn't Wilt. Wilt was still no. Surely not. I'm gonna have to go Google that because she's not. She's gonna pretend she doesn't know she's what I'm talking about. She knows what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? She knows what I'm talking about. So let's just get this right because, and I'm and people could be like, you're racist for getting the. It's a basketball. What am I gonna do? It wasn't um, Stockton. I know it wasn't John Stockton. Sex with thousands. I spelt that wrong. Basket ball. Here, it's very important to know. Wilt Chamberlain. Yes, twenty thousand women. I'm a friggin' genius. Oh, what am I even talking to today? I don't have time. I should be solving more things. Oh, on a by the okay. Before we get into, I actually have a solution for everything. Did you want to hear it? Should I share that with you? Uh, the, my solution to everything. That'll be one. Why don't we start? Why didn't we start there? That's like the person who um, who like just gets to the best part of the story like way like you've already stopped listening. Most people have already clicked off by now, and now they're not even going to hear about it. Okay, so I should tell you because it's legit. I have a solution to solve everything that people have created, all the problems people have caused in the world. Should I can I tell you what it is? It's not even something stupid. It's not like oh he's going to say something like just everybody get along. I'm not. I have an actual plan. Like, I have a plan. It's not my plan, actually. It's like Google's. But I'm going to enforce it because I have nothing else going on. And, um, I mean, I want to. I obviously want to become a yogi, and that's going to require a lot of um, uh, uh, very uh, particular attention to myself that I, I just don't have time for right now. So while I'm in, in the midst of the chaos of the world with you and the other people and my kids with the schools and the sports and the, my God – uh, I may as well just, ch I'm, you know, I'm going to, that's why I never really thought of myself as a stand-up comedian for the longest time. I just thought of myself as somebody in the audience who just gets up and sh gives it a, a cr takes a crack at it. Um, but boy, I'm very good at it. I'm an expert. So, um, the, I'll tell you about my idea first and then we'll get into the women. Or th <laughs> that was well said. Um, I mean the women's day. Oh man, don't be a you can't cancel me. I live with my parents. Um, okay. I'm going to click on that. Should, shall I tell you? I'll tell you then. I, so the Inner World Summit. I have an idea for what's called the Inner World Summit. And so hear me out. Hear me out. I'm going to put my phone down now, and we're going to hold off on Women's Day. We'll close on Women's Day, not close on it, because I Googled wise words, and I didn't like it. So but this, I think, is pretty good. And also I'm going to share a clip with you where it said Google kind of maps it out, so, so I can't take credit for that. Though I do take credit for the hashtag – in a world summit and the whole sort of branding of it because I really don't have I have an idea like I could have a job for millions of dollars that I have no idea I simply could or I could be I could oh my god I'm getting so fat are these things growing on me oh just as I'm bragging about myself that falls that's why I'm a comedian because I have a physical I'm an idiot because I'm an idiot <laughs> don't follow me listen ha have a laugh but don't happened to one my one person followed me and I can't ride them because as I said they're now living in my parents on a mountain with three children and uh, she's forced to become a nurse because uh, the wheels completely fell off this wagon but we're back on track and telling jokes on stage feeling a lot better about things and finally have um, a goal in mind which is simply to get to said guru and set up the first ever inner world summit so what is it what is that friend I'll tell you what it is. Inner World Summit is simply this. 
the top 25 world leaders, and we can talk about that. I feel like we need to discuss that. Like we need to have start like maybe a list of who that needs to be. But Sadhguru wasn't real specific. He said 25 top world leaders. I would argue that wouldn't necessarily be of nations. There's there's tech leaders and like, but anyway, so the 25 most powerful, I think, people in the world that 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 could include business. I don't know. Maybe it is world leaders, whatever, because they enact policies which will change societies. But first they have to get their own shit together. So instead of doing like these Helsinki world summits where the presidents pass a soccer ball around and then go into a room with just one translator for two and a half hours, for the love of God, what happened in there? Um, instead of that nonsense, we're basically politicians, which is just uh, people that we've elevated to make the important decisions. That's all they are. We they get together and they um, make policies to keep us rabble in check. That's essentially what things have become, and that's not how you do it. That's just like that's not how you run your own life. That never works, does it? Have you ever tried to put yourself in check by giving yourself a list of things that you have to do? I have, and it doesn't work because there's a certain organic nature to what we are that just has to unfold as it needs to unfold. And that will happen if we're all pointed in the right direction. If we all have the same foundational approach to existence, then I think we can facilitate a wonderful transformation on the planet. So that would require first our world leaders accepting that the real pro problem with the world is them. And I say that because I know that I am the problem with my own world. Do you understand? Because all of, all of everything is happening within me. So all the anger, all the turmoil, any time I get triggered, that, that is all just pointing to me that I don't have my own shit together. You, you want to be connected with the thing below the surface of the storm, right? In the depths of the ocean where it's quiet and secure. That's what we want. And so the world leaders have to first attain that. So our first mission, if, if anybody's joining in on this, is to get them to agree to this. It's basically a get them to agree to what? What is the world summit? It's just, I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that it's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Over the course of five days um, at a location, I have an idea for, but I mean, that can be discussed, where we get all these people together with Sadhguru. So five days, one mystic, um, and, and we completely change the world. That's it. That's my plan. I hope you like it. It's. I think it's It's pretty cool. It's, it's not, I've spilled water. I've dropped equipment. Who's following me on this? No one. I just have to get you to understand that you are a no one. Oh, no, I'm not that special. Neither am I. But we have that experience in the world. I certainly feel like an individual. I shit on myself as an individual. Um, I've been very hard on myself individually recently. But that's because I'm not connected with everything. That's because I'm in the midst of this storm just like you. That's why I think maybe I have a shot at talking to it. I don't know. It's possible. I'm pretty good at talking to people. I'm not going to lie to you. I just choose not to, generally. I have for the past many years. I left Hollywood. Ten years ago, I walked away. Oh, boy. It's been a rough road. I'm not going to lie. Giving your career up for what? For your personal life. What does that mean? For, uh to seek what was within because I had this experience and I realized all of this stuff, but I didn't realize it like, I couldn't articulate it. I, I, didn't, I didn't understand what was happening to me really. And then um, I reached, basically I had like a peak experience in my life that would just, just make an orgasm look like you stubbed your toe opposed to getting all your limbs cut off with a chainsaw. In terms of experience, those two things. And so an orgasm was like the, the peak, right? That's what we get. Oh, jump chasing those because they're the greatest. 
or you get into opioids. I don't know what your thing is, but like, anyway, this experience that happened to me that was completely kind of natural was like, um, uh, blew all that out of the water, and I, and I realized a lot of things. I had what's called, I suppose, like, I don't even know what to call it. I got into it with a professor once in philosophy way back in the day. But basically, like an epiphany kind of thing, or what it wasn't even an epiphany. I'll think of the actual word for it. But so that kind of happened, and it just blew my life up. It blew my life up. But when, but like happily, like I was happy about it. It's not like Hollywood gave me a pink slip. Like you're done, kid. You you gave it a shot. You're out. No, no, I was on top of my game. I was I was heading in a my trajectory was straight up. Like I was on one of those rockets that that Bezos shoots into the not space. That's what he means. But just sort of outer outer orbit. Um, so I walked away from all that, and, and it's been a real rough road the last half, we'll say. We'll say half of that journey. Um, but it's good now. I have a solid foundation, I think. But then that foundation, of course, is said guru, which is what this is really all about. I do the comedy nights because I need to give back to my parents and my friends. I need to provide for all of them, and I can do that. I can provide laughter for you, so it's just really a win-win. Like, I'm basically booking shows at venues that can hold a bunch of people and serve drinks because then they make fun money on the drinks and we'll make money on the laughs and it's like everybody has a good time. Oh. Uh, but it's more challenging, obviously, these days because it's, you're dancing around issues and stuff and people get triggered more easily and, and we're all cool with that. Like, we're cool with everybody being a victim. It's like we recognize and, – and everybody is a victim, but that doesn't mean you should succumb to your victimhood. You need to get over that shit. And being able to laugh at things really, really does mean that you are over it. And if you're not ready for that, if there's something living within you um, that, if touched, comes out like a rage machine, you need to stay away from places where adults um, gather to laugh and have a good time because you're not there yet. And that's fine. Hopefully I can help. Hopefully I will help because that's what this is all about. Uh, because it's not about me. It's about Sadhguru. And Sadhguru can help. I can't. So as I said, don't follow me. The one person that did ended up living with my parents and three children. <laughs> I'm so sorry to her family. But they like me, so it helps. That's the thing. I'm charming. I'm a charming idiot. So you're like, man, this guy doesn't know anything and can't help in any practical matters. But we do love him. We, he's lovable. <sighs> Wiping brow now. Let's get back to Sadhguru. So Inner World Summit. Who's playing with me? Oh, the other thing I'm trying to help Sadhguru with is uh, soil movement, save soil, because did you know our soil is dying? It's not good. It's it's not good. It's We have, like, I don't know, four harvests left, maybe. I'm, I'm not good with numbers. It might have been 40, but it's not a lot. It's not 400. That's like every year we harvest food. You guys know how that, like, like life works and stuff, where we eat things from the planet that grow organically, and then we... Um, substitute that sometimes with things we process in factories that kind of isn't food but like we can pass it we can like we can eat it and then pass it but the things that remain behind aren't helping us does that make any sense not like if you eat an apple eat like an apple and then like a lunch pack you know those kids ones with the crackers and the cheese and then this is an eat of some kind that might also be a cheese let's get into some more news as I hear another Shut this down, breakfast night talks. What? How long do we need to talk every night, honestly? Okay, here we go. Masculine and feminine. Wow, did I go off on a tangent there. There's no remnants of that anymore, is what we've been talking about. So let's just read this. <coughs> My masculine and feminine friends. All physical manifestations can only happen between polarities. Whoa. Whoa, 
I told you, this is intense. All physical manifestations can only happen between pol polarities, positive, negative, masculine, feminine, Shiva, Shakti, man, woman. Uh-oh, uh-oh, we're canceled. The moment we create a divide between the polarities, judgments about perceived superiority and inferiority between the two arise. Out of these judgments, many layers of confusion, ugliness, and exploitation have occurred. Male and female are just manifestations of either the masculine or the feminine being present in an enhanced way. I suppose that's passing the job. He didn't say that. He doesn't get into that. He assumes that we know. But, you know, I'm, I'm a writer, so I need to spell things out. We're talking about bits. <coughs> the fact that you are sitting here as a woman does not mean that your father does not exist within you. And the same applies to men and their mothers, of course. If you recognize this truth and nurture both the masculine and the feminine within you so that they are on an even keel, you will be a balanced human being. If you nurture only the masculine, the crassness of machismo will find expression. <laughs> Can I tell you a joke? I just occurred to me to put that's what that's when I think crassness of machismo, machismo. One of my girlfriends stays, and I don't really tell anyone else that. I don't. I feel comfortable telling it with you, but I hate when tough guys like tough guys like tough guys, uh, like when tough guys like in the in the bar, right? When you're first of all, you're dancing with your girlfriend, and they come up and they're like, uh, "Hey, hey, hey, fag!" And you're like, "Whoa, I was just dancing with your girlfriend, not your father. I don't understand what's happening. Why are you going?" And then they're like. You want to step outside? It's like, why do we have to go outside? Why? Are your muscles solar-powered? Why outside? Why can't you just punch me in the face right here? And then we all get on with our night. And then you get outside, and they, they want to take their shirt off. And you're like, you just called me gay, and now you want to wrestle in the rain? We're going to catch a cold. Anyway, that's the gist of it. Fag. That just means cigarettes in English. So for, for people listening there, I have no problem with what I said. Nor should you really, because I have no, again, inclusivity, right? We're all fags. We're all just sticks. We're a pack of stags with some soil and locomotion. There we go. Where are we? Oh, right, yeah. Mothers, of course. If you recognize this truth, then balanced even keel heads up. If you only nurture the masculine, the crassness of machismo will find expression. If you only nurture the feminine, an excessive sense of decorativeness and emotion will find expression. What a wonderful way to say that. Decorativeness, hey? There's a lot of decorativeness happening, but there's also a lot of machismo with the bullshit and the missiles. In many ways, a woman is like a flower, is like the flower of human species. Interesting, because that's how I describe myself, a flower. I'm kind of beautiful, like I'm fun to smell and like look at, not even really look at, let's be honest. But like I, I'm, I'm kind of like, wh when you look at me, you laugh. So that's kind of a nice thing, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm an idiot. So I make stupid uh, facial expressions and stuff and say ridiculous things. But I'm like a flower. Like I, I wouldn't exist in a society that's just like men. Hey, buddy, can you take this screwdriver? Why? What is that for? I don't need to hold that. That's, no. It's probably on each, that's as dangerous as me holding a gun, to be honest. You don't need me to fix anything. So I'm not, I don't really exist on that level, and I've always thought of myself as a flower, and, uh, and I just haven't really blossomed yet, is what I'm hoping. So, so I'm a flower that takes 47 years to blossom, let's hope. 
Good Lord, what kind, nobody would nurture that, my poor mother. In many ways, a woman is like the flower of human species. Without the root, there is no plant, but without the flower, there is no fulfillment in life. We need to create a society where the feminine aspects of life, music, art, aesthetics, are as important as economics, science, and technology. In this day and age, women are desperately trying to be like men because being like a man defines one's success. If we want our lives to be beautiful, the feminine has to find its rightful place in society. We must understand that the useful and the beautiful are equally essential. If we think only in terms of what is useful and what is not, we have to get rid of all the flowers and grow only vegetables. If there is no aesthetic and beauty to our life, life will be useless. Joy M. Yusuke. Thank you, said Guru. Traditionally, Indian culture used to consider the feminine as important as the masculine, if not more. Only because of repeated invasions, the situation in society has changed over the centuries. The first thing that invaders laid their hands upon was your wife and your daughter. So we started confining them to the house for safety reasons. What was done for safety became a standard practice after some time. Now that India is a free nation, it is time for us to relook at that. This does not mean we should imitate the West in either making women as masculine as we can or making them like Barbie dolls. Unfortunately, frivolousness and fancifulness are deemed feminine. There is no profoundness, no deep-rooted beauty in this. Oh, surgical. I love that. Oh, that's good stuff. Can I read that again? Unfortunately, frivolousness and fancifulness are deemed feminine. There is no profoundness, no deep-rooted beauty in this frivolousness. That actually, I was on stage and I was telling my story about how Jeanette and I and my wife had for three kids in a row, and like one was planned. Okay, I'm gonna say the first one. That would make the most sense, wouldn't it? You wouldn't have two unexpectedly and then thought, "Hey, you know what a good idea is? We should add to this." Um, but I, so I tell the story on stage and it takes a while because, you know, to explain yourself so people don't walk away thinking you're psychotic. And I was talking to this guy in the downstairs bar underneath the club. And uh, he's like, he just, he was beside himself. And he's just like, three kids, just three, like, oh, it just, it just seems so frivolous. And I died. Oh, that killed me. Frivolous. Frivolous. Yes. <laughs> it is quite frivolous. I like that word. Frivolousness. But indeed, no profoundness. Having the masculine and the feminine in equal proportions in the society is of utmost importance. A root or a plant that cannot flower naturally becomes depressed. If the feminine does not find expression, it will lead to depression. Oh, that resonated hard. Oh, that just ripped through me like a burrito. An absolutely masculine mind becomes dark, morbid, and depressed. This is what you see in the world today, particularly in the West, but it is beginning to happen in India too. A high prevalence of depression. If the feminine is on in you, it finds a way to make something beautiful out of little things. By contrast, if you have exterminated the feminine in you, everything seems perfect on the outside, but it won't work for you. The culture of constantly wanting to be efficient, 
competitive and better than others makes society increasingly masculine. As society becomes more and more masculine, economic prosperity will happen, but human beings will only be tools to the economic process rather than the economic process being a tool for human well-being. Today, the economic engine drives on the fuel of humanity, and our education systems are structured to make our children into cogs who are supposed to fit into the machine. In that sense, from the time they are born till they go to the grave, people are only striving to survive a little better. Our societies are becoming super masculine. It is time to turn this around. As everywhere, economy is becoming the main factor in people's lives. It is very important that the women of the world participate in this process to create a gentler economy. Today, our economic activities are causing much more damage to the planet and to all life than wars. It is time to soften this excessively masculine approach. In business leadership, in the boardrooms of the world, we need women who have something feminine alive in them rather than trying to act more masculine than men. And we need men who are not ashamed of being feminine when necessary. This balance has to be brought forth in society. Only in this balance there is empowerment. We may pay, whoops, we will pay a huge price for making the masculine superior to the feminine or vice versa. Only a sense of balance within ourselves will bring well-being to our lives. In order for that to happen, our identity has to rise beyond our physical structure. On a day-to-day -day basis, where is the necessity to constantly look at people in terms of who is a man and who is a woman? To be identified with reproductive organs is a very basic way to exist. This is good. And very relevant. Spiritual process means experientially moving to a dimension beyond your physical structure. If your experience of life transcends your physical nature, what does it matter whether you are a man or a woman? In certain aspects of life, we may need to be a man or a woman. Beyond that, it is not necessary to carry this gender identity every moment of our life. Because there has been a certain amount of exploitation, we are trying to overplay gender identity, which will not lead to the well-being of women. We need to create a society where as long as you are doing what is required, we should not care whether you are a man or a woman. If you are too concerned about who is who, you inevitably judge people as superior or inferior. Different people draw different conclusions, which leads to bias and divide. If we don't function as one with all life on the planet, at least we should function as one species. Looking up to something, looking down on something, is the nature of a very rudimentary intelligence. He's calling you stupid, and I agree. And by you, I also mean me. That line certainly speaks to me. Most of the prejudices and judgments that people have that people have are taught to them in so many different ways. There is no need to look up to anything, nor to look down on anything. You know the story where Adiyogi, I guarantee you don't, my listeners will not know the story of Adiyogi, but we will, we will. You know the story where Adiyogi, the Shiva, includes Parvati as part of himself and becomes half man, half woman? Oh boy. Adarhan, oh God, I can't pronounce that. Oh, Sadhguru, my tongue is inferior. I can't pronounce these words. 
Ardhanarishvara. Ardhanan, you know, stripes. Ardhanarishvara. Yeah, whatever. He is considered the ultimate man, as one half of him is a woman. This is to remind you of the nature of your existence. Just because you have a male body does not mean the feminine in you has to be killed, and vice versa. Establishing an equal balance between the masculine and the feminine within you is the only way to intellectually and experientially know deeper dimensions of life. This principle of polarities also reflects in one of the basic forms of yoga, hatha yoga. Ha means sun, tha means moon. Hatha yoga is about working the geometry of the body in such a way that there is balance between the solar and the lunar dimensions of your existence so that you get the best of them. A skewed expression of either the masculine or the feminine has ugly consequences. The feminine will truly be empowered only if the whole of humanity is empowered by balance. If there is strife in society, naturally man will dominate. Only in a balanced and stable society will women be able to explore all that they are capable of. Very few societies today can claim that their women are finding full expression. We have come to a place where technology has created a physical space where men and women can participate in equal measure. Now is the time to also create a psychological and spiritual space where men and women can participate in equal measure. Only if the masculine and the feminine are equally at play will humans blossom within themselves and know the peak of life. And I think that's actually what happened to me. Um, the feminine is also has always been stronger, I think, than me. I don't know. I, the, because I've always been far more artistic than organized, let's say. And my father can attest to that. I suppose I've been closer perhaps to my mother in that sense than I have been to my father. And, and so the masculine area of life, the economy and power and structure has always n not eluded me, but also just like kind of grossed me out. So and that's obviously not good in, the, in your world, because like I look at somebody like Bernie Madoff. I was watching that on like Netflix. There's another name drop, but this one I got right. Definitely not John Stockton. Bernie Madoff is like the people that like run shit like economically and have like boatloads of cash. I'm just like, I don't understand how any of that works. Which is why I'm here with my parents and my wife and my three beautiful children and my dog. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're staying there. I'm just kidding. I don't have a home. But I am also in a crate, aren't I? <sighs> it's the worst. Crate inside. Um, and so, uh, and so with me, I think when I went through that thing in Los Angeles, I had actually reached that peak point in my life where I had achieved things within the masculine world which is to say sort of uh, a, um, a level of success. Like I'd, I'd strive specifically for a sitcom. That's what I was manifesting in my life. Like I pipe dreamed as a child that it would be the funniest thing, like it was just after high school, my first year of college, my friend and I, and, and, and she was like, well, anything, anything at all, pipe dream, what would you want to be? And I was like, oh, man, like I'd like to be on a sitcom. That just looks like so much fun. But it was never in the cards. And then I got dared into doing stand-up comedy. And then – you know, once I did that and I started out, I was like, oh, I think I can do this. Like, I'm going to chase that. And then I got it. And so when I got it, you you, real, you forget how much striving in your life. Like, your whole life becomes 
striving. And so you don't know anything else. You don't know being settled. You don't know being successful. You just know striving. You just know the feeling that I have something within me that is about to find expression, and I'm going to carve it out of me by throwing myself at strange audiences on a nightly basis. It is just going to emerge because you know you are the only one that's ever been with you for all of your experiences. Some people might come and see a poor, poor performance. Some might come and see a, a performance that's like beyond you. Maybe you, you, you hit like a, a moment on stage that you're not going to be able to achieve in another for another five years. That can happen too. And so, um, but you know yourself, and so you know when you had something. You just know that you had something. And the wonderful thing about people, even as shitty as we are, is that we all have that something. And you got to pursue it. And so I actually pursued mine hard. And, um, and, and then when I finally achieved that, there was a certain relaxation. There was a certain, um, I don't, I don't, uh, well, a certain blossoming, I suppose, of, of that which is beyond gender, that which is beyond duality for me. It was an inner experience. It's sort of the, what was described there, and I just had a taste of it, just a glimpse. And I listen. I'm not. I'm not bragging about this. I'm just. I, if anything, it's it's worse because then I, I, th I then heard said Guru say later on once. I was listening to him late at night, and, and this guy asked a question about having like a glimpse, and said Guru was just like, "Oh, you had a taste of the divine. Just had a tip on your tongue, just a taste." And the guy was like, "Yeah." And said Guru was like, "You got to be careful because that can drive you insane." And I didn't understand it at the time, but it was very foreboding. And now I understand it, and it almost has. I'm not going to lie to you. So this podcast is more for me an attempt at, one, an anchor in my life because I need that because I have a lot of different ideas spiraling around and things that I'm good at. Also, not, not having very good um, organizational skills, so I'm constantly letting myself down. So with this, at least, it's just like, hey, I'm here. This is what I'm trying to do. And I'm potentially connecting with you in that regard. And all the while trying to organize an inner world summit. These are all good things. My computer just shut off. Fuck. I'm still recording. Fuck. It's because I, I thought maybe I'd run out of battery. But no, that's a bad idea. How was that? Did that did it? I'm so glad we got a chance to talk. This is nice. And uh, I have some shows coming up. I just plugged those on stuff before I leave. i got to plug some stuff because i got to get better at that. It's something I have to do. So you've reached the Mouthful Primate. You can go to themouthfulprimate.com. I don't really have any ways you can support me right now other than getting a, going to seekingsadguru.ca, which you'll find if you go to mouthfulprimate.com. It's all under one umbrella. It'll be incorporated. Uh, I think I'll find maybe there I should have just like a donation thing. <laughs> That's where I'm at. There's no Madoff here. Like how can I get people to give me money so I can give it to my family for all their help? And that's legit. I, I'm, I'm signing my Mouthful Primate Incorporated over to my father uh, and my wife, and so um, they'll get all of that. And, um, but right now, I think that maybe if I just sold that logo, I got my first hoodie today, and it looks great, as I said, and I'll show you a picture of that. And so if you've got anything purchased at Seeking Set Guru, that'll just go towards me chasing this comet. Oh, I've seen him. I've touched him. That seems inappropriate. He put his seed in me. Let's take it a step further. I don't think it took, though. I don't think his seed took. Should we describe that, perhaps? Let's end on that. Oh, I'll tell the story. Fun. Good. Because we don't want to – I can't leave you with what's in your head right now. Um, so I've been into Sadhguru now for actually uh, 2000. I it's like 17. I was in I was in utter dis despair. I'll call it. I don't know if you've experienced despair before, but it's it's unlike anything I've ever experienced. I'm sure death would be much easier than despair because death at least would be like a momentary, <laughs> which you shouldn't have. Don't go <laughs> right before you die because then you're just the next life super constipated. You don't want to don't tense up. Just relax um, and let go. 
but that uh and so in 2007 i was at just a low point and i was like seeking i was seeking hard because i realized i knew nothing and so when you realize you know nothing and you go from a place of thinking you know at least that n no one else knows nothing that's what i mean was that nobody else knew nothing and that was enough for me but then when i realized i was such an idiot and that i had underestimated the potential for experience in this life for especially peak experience within um and I, and I realized that I was just like being an atheist, not even agnostic. Agnostic, you could like, you could, you could forgive agnosticism, but atheism, that's just as bad as hard religiosity because you're, you're claiming to know something you just don't know. Um, so anyway, I had that experience and then, uh, and that was like, uh, you know, kind of like a peak, kind of like a peak experience for me, I suppose. And then I got into, um, uh, I threw myself down. It's like when you let Jesus take the wheel, right? I, I was making fun of that. I was like, you shouldn't let Jesus take the wheel immediately because he has no experience driving. Like, you will crash. He'll be fine. You will be effed up, right? So don't let Jesus take the wheel until he has a driving course like all of us. He's not Superman. I'm kidding. Superman couldn't drive either. But again, you crash, he'd be fine. So um, so I, I started, I dove right into Sadhguru because I, I finally just, Nothing else was helping me. Everything else just seemed intellectual and it was bullshit. And then I heard uh, Sadhguru speak. I saw a video just flipping through Facebook. It was like a minute and a half, and it just changed everything for me. I just, you know, when you know that somebody knows what they're talking about, somebody just they just know, and you know, realize, oh shit, I am. Who is this? I thought I was up pretty high up the mountain. This guy is somebody I don't even recognize. How this is this? And so that's what Sadhguru for me is. He's just like an example of like the peak human achievement within. That's all. <laughs> that's all. That's everything. But um, and and you'll see him however you see him, and and, and that doesn't really it doesn't matter to me because uh, my experience with him is my experience with him. This is my first my first experience with him actually was um, my wife Jeanette and I got to go to Toronto to watch one of his Mystic Eyes, where he just sits and talks, and he's like for three hours. He's like, ah, so wise. Um, but then I actually went for uh, Inner Engineering, which is his. Um, you know, everybody gets a program. How else do you have anything? you got to have a program of some kind. And so he has a program. It's inner engineering. And it basically you just sit down and listen for a series of seven. Well, it's seven days online where you listen to him talk. And he basically just unfolds creation for you. He just explains how everything works and both you and everything. And you're just – you sit kind of – if you're open enough and, and you're at a place in your life, which most people in their 40s are where life is just beating the shit out of you to a degree. And maybe you're posing like you have it all together, but I know you don't. And so that somebody that does just un unfold unfurls it for you in front of you, and you're like, oh, like my wife and I were both weeping at the end, which is wonderful. It's wonderfully rare that I my goal in life is to throw myself at a 65-year-old man, and my wife is cool with it. That just doesn't happen a lot. Wonderfully inclusive of her. So uh, I went to then this inner engineering completion program with Sadhguru in Toronto and another three or 4,000 people. And essentially you're there for the weekend and you go in for the first day and it's like a really long day and like half of it is Sadhguru and then half of it is this wonderful woman that like uh, that kind of runs things. And then um, you're he comes out and he kind of teaches you parts of the meditation that you're going to learn and practice and, and imbibe. And um, and it has to be like done live because you know there's obviously a difference live than being online. There's a there's a transmission of something we don't understand. I'm sure we can all admit, right? Like I was live with Pamela Anderson once on set, and there was just a bit of a different vibe with that one. Um, and so uh, same with Sadhguru. And so he's teaching you this. And so the other thing was like uh, d uh, before we left for the first night, he's like, hey, guys, hey, listen. He doesn't talk like this a lot. This is just 
me doing an impression of anyone other than myself. Hey, 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 guys. <laughs> hey, everybody, listen, listen up, listen. It's Segulier talking. Uh, so, so uh, who wants to take this seriously? Because if you all take it seriously, we can really ramp things up tomorrow. Like, we can amp it up because people have done what they're supposed to do. So if you go out and you drink and you um, destabilize yourself, if you go get unbound, if you get in, like, some kind of domestic dispute tonight between our uh, events, then, you know, tomorrow you, you're not going to be in, in shape and I'll have to, like, ease up on everybody because I might kill someone, right? So let's, let's – this is, again, I'm paraphrasing. So let's, like, everybody do the right thing. So I'm like, yeah, what's the right thing, Segulu? What do I got to do? Huh? 20 push-ups? I'm ready to do whatever I need to do. Um, and he's like, so no caffeine? Uh, no eating in the morning because you just come in on an empty stomach and uh, and what was that? no drinking, no alcohol, nothing. And so I was staying with friends like when actually the guy that played my brother on the sitcom and uh, we'd become really close. Um, and so I, I uh, went to his place. He was letting me stay with him while I was in town to do this. And, you know, as soon as I got home, they wanted to catch up. And I'm like, sorry, guys, you'll have to drink that wine yourself, pal, which I – I know you won't have a problem with because I'm taking this dead serious. So I got up in the morning and I'm, I mean, I, I think it was a series of events. I think, I think a contributing factor to what happened eventually in the course of what I'm about to tell you, which is so debilitating, uh, was the fact that I th underestimated how much caffeine had become a part of my life. I think that was it. So I walked by the coffee mo machine in the morning, like, nah, peace out, gave it the finger, drove into um, the convention center. Uh, had a nice little yoga meal there, um, which also my body was like, no sugar? What is this? And um, and then I went and sat down. And so as as the day is progressing, I'm starting to get a bit of a headache. My head is starting to pound. And I get headaches. My family gets headaches. And it could have been a combination of factors, right? But uh, I'm thinking the caffeine was probably a big. And so at one point, I'm out. And the woman was on stage. The lady was on stage doing her thing. And so I'm sitting down and um, – and I'm, I'm like – my eyes are closed and I'm holding my head. I'm just trying to keep my brain from exploding through, through my skull because my head is, is, is bursting. And so um, – and, and then I get an elbow from this woman next to me. Gives me an elbow. Elbows me in the middle of a spiritual conference. Shoots an elbow my way. Hard, solid knife of bone. Gets me in the side. And I open my eyes and I'm like, what? what? And she not – she like motions her head down the aisle and there was like – one of the volunteers there, like get like looking at me, like what are you, what are you, eyes closed? What's your problem? What are you missing? This is an engineering completion. It would just be like if, you know, if like the disciples, like Jesus was speaking, and and like on the mountain, maybe he's handing out fish, right? He's got the he's got the bread. Was it the fish and the bread on the mountain or something? I don't know. It was like a bunch of people and they were hungry and he had like one basket and he just starts pulling fish out, and then but there was one guy's like I got a headache and he's like his eyes are closed and he's like oh this is like screaming my my head right now. And his friend shoots him an elbow. He's like, this Jesus Christ is handing bread out and fish from a bat. You're missing it. Yeah, but my – oh, I think I'm, I missed my coffee this morning. Like it was just – it was embarrassing. So I was like – I nodded. I'm like, yeah, but that's not Segulu, okay? Jesus is over there getting the basket ready. This is just some person who's really close to him chatting, and I appreciate that person. But my freaking head is going to explode. So anyway, so then the wonderful lady besides me gives me some gum. She's like, here, Cheetah, say help. Beautiful, and she just looked at me like such a loving, non-judgmental person. I'm like, I'm so glad I'm here. 
Oh, it was unfortunate what happened for a minute. So then the day progresses, and as does my illness, let's call it. my. I'm sh basically, it was almost like being – I was. the room was too pure. The people were too pure. I'm like, I'm, I'm a comedian and an actor. Like, I kind of came up a certain way. Like, my dad was like a sailor. I come from a family of alcoholics. Like, I, I, this pureness thing. Everybody's wearing white and stuff. Is it? Not really. I don't know. But I, I actually went and bought new yoga clothes, so I showed up the next day. I was all decked out. I mean, I was – feeling pretty good. About I got on a little mat. I was pretty feeling pretty good about myself. And uh, all reasonable prices, reasonable prices that go towards supporting uh, villagers in India. Um, I know you're like, it's a cult, whatever. We're, you come along, friend. It's God. So, um, so, uh, so I'm in the thing and then, and then it comes out and so uh, it's all, it's all building. It's building, right? So not only are we, as he has said, Guru, building the meditation where in, and in the end he's going to put it all together. He's going to come out and he's going to, you're going to close your eyes and you're going to sit there and he's going to walk you through every step, every breath, every movement of the techniques you've just learned to kind of put it all together. And he tells this wonderful story of like he, he loved motorcycles when he was a kid and he would take the engine apart and put it together right and then clean it and put it back together. And he took the engine apart once and he had it on his bed or in his bedroom on the floor and it was just like, oh, he knew what all the pieces were and stuff and they were all clean and then the, then he had like a maid so the maid came in and just threw it all out because she just thought oh, this is all shit and he's like she didn't realize that when you put all these pieces together it creates this wonderful thing that you could rip around India on and that's the, this, that's the whole point of this it's like we're going to learn it in, t in pieces and then I'm going to walk you through it so it's like a big build but also my insides were building towards a bit of an event so I'm dying essentially is how I'm going to describe it so said Guru's out and he's like okay everybody it's time and so uh, everybody sits down. There's like 3,000 people, and I need to tell you about this other event real quick that happened on the first day. So we're sitting there in the first day, and there's like a big people, a bunch of people in the auditorium, and uh, and and he's talking about like just the uh, the the behavior that he expects, right? And he's like, "Listen, I'm gonna be up here for hours on end. You will not see me take a moment break for anything other than a sip of water. I'm not gonna be running to the bathroom because I've got incontinence problems." Basically, he's like, I'm the peak of human evolution, and so I expect you to basically behave in a way that is on par with your humanity, which is to say, if like, pee beforehand. Don't get up during any of this because it's distracting, right? Like, and it is. We're all adults. If you're an animal, then, you know, just uh, you shouldn't be here. And so at one point, like later on in the day, this guy, sure enough, this guy gets up, and Sadhguru stops everything, and he just points this guy out, and he's like, what is your problem? You can't – I'm up – it's another 30 minutes. Sit down. What are you doing? And he just reamed him in a nice, beautiful way because he's a beautiful human being. But his point got across. Do not get up. Don't disrupt what's happening. So now the main thing is happening. What everybody has just spent two full days learning and just focusing on, and I'm dying inside. Things are happening within me. My head, my guts, I feel nauseous. So Sadhguru starts, and so we're about – it's like say it's a 40-minute process which is about approximate. And uh, so we're but like probably five minutes into it, I'm sitting there in the, in the lotus position and I'm doing the thing and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw up. But like not just throw up. It's not like a bit of a throw up in my mouth, but like everything on the inside of me is about to be on the outside of me. Some organs might be along with it. Something bad is stirring. It is a brewing. And, um, and so I thought, I cannot throw up. I can't. Th my, my, my guru's first... Encounter with me can't be – who's the guy that exploded? That can't be our first encounter. It has to be my question to him that I have that's bringing me to the ground on this. So I, I'm like, I have to abandon this. 
have to. And the whole point is like this whole thing is like he is putting a seed within you. It's, it becomes a seed, and then you just practice for like 40 days after that. You practice for like 40, and you, you do the through, and then it's like deeply in you, and then it's in you, and it just becomes like a process within you. It's kind of just like a cleansing thing. It's a breathing thing. It's a geometry thing. I don't have time to explain this to you, nor am I am I in a state of understanding that I can. So just it works, okay? I fell down the stairs once holding my son, and I survived. We don't need to get into that, but just suffice it to say I have direct anecdotal experience that this yoga stuff is helpful and also apparently a pathway to oneness. <sighs> so it's building, and I'm getting sick, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm abandoning shit. And so I lay down. I just lay down. I uncoil my legs, and I lay down, and I'm like, do not vomit. And I'm listening. I'm trying to participate, but even as that's happening, I'm more aware of what's happening within me. And so I make it through. I make it through. Um, but I'm just thinking, like, what are these people around me thinking? Like, who's this guy probably just going to sleep? You're napping right now? Who naps? This is the culmination. Like, if you're a truly serious person about this process, which I am, this is, like, mi this is missing a big moment. <laughs> this is missing out on a big – you're getting a seed planted. So, anyway, I, I make it through the whole thing. And then Segura, there's always a, a – he dances a bit at the end. It's kind of a celebration. It's a celebration thing, and it's a wonderful, and it's a very energetic experience and atmosphere, and it's mind-blowing. And so – but I'm also – I'm having my mind blown because I'm like, such a headache, and I'm nauseous, and I'm going to puke. So I get up, and finally it ends. It ends. It's like, okay, Sadhguru walks away. I'm not leaving before Sadhguru walks away. Once he's behind the curtain, then I'm just a soppingly wet, sweaty, disgusting mess that needs to make a beeline for whatever bathroom I can find. So that happens, and I gun it. I gun it out of that place, and I go right across the hall to the bathroom. I might have pushed a child and an old woman to get out I, or to get into that bathroom. So I get in there, and I, I literally – I don't even get the door shut, and I projectile vomit into the toilet like uh, just the lowest moment of my life. And I got some of my new yoga clothes, and so I was I was in there for a while, and I, I cleaned myself up as best I could. I changed, and then you know, I get out, and there's a few people left kind of in the bathroom, and I go, and I just you know, put some water on my green, yellow face, and I, and I walk out, and I, and I go right – I make a beeline right back into the place, okay? I walk right up to the front because I have some concerns in me now because there's nothing else in me anymore. There's nothing else but concerns that I might have missed out on something. And so I walk up, and I happen to find the woman who speaks – who is speaking. She was right along with Sadhguru. She's like his trusted advisor or something. I don't know who she is. But I walk up, and I find her, and she just – she looks at me, and she's like – there's concerns. She's like – I think she might have had her phone ready to go with 911. Like, this guy's about to die in front of me. And I walk up, and I was like, hey, that was great. Listen, oh, what a weekend. Super good. But um, I just projectile vomited all over the convention center bathroom tonight. And uh, I don't think it had anything to do with this. I'm curious. It just it was a personal uh, thing. Whatever. Um, my question, I suppose, is uh, I wasn't able to necessarily walk to go through the whole thing with Seguru as he was walking us through it. Like, I was like – I don't know if you saw me. I was laying on the ground there dying. I was writhing over there. Um, I'm wondering if it took. And she's just like, what? I'm like, well, you know, as, as the seed got planted in me, did it take? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm just concerned that whatever I was supposed to have put in me didn't get in me because I just threw everything out of me. And she's like, no, you're good. It's fine. And I think she might have said that just to get me away from her. It's fine. I did change, though, so I wasn't covered in vomit like I had been moments before. And – um and so she's – but she did quite sincerely say, she's like, no, no, you're fine. And then I walked away, and uh, 
And that, uh, so that was how I was initiated into Shambhavi Mahamudra. When somebody said that, I pronounced that incorrectly. But I say to them, Jesus Christ. And actually, they did that backwards. They fixed up a mantra. Mantra? Mantra? I don't even know how to say the word properly. I have a long way of going for myself. And this has been episode one. And we've, we've really bonded, I think. Haven't we? I know I can say I love you. Perhaps some things I've said have upset you. If so, that's your fault. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, it's like an opportunity if I have that one with you to hug and say something. Or something has triggered something because you disagree with it or whatever. Just have a look at that. Just have a look at it. Just look at it. Sit with it for a moment instead of recoiling and, and projecting anger or upsettedness, which is annoying. Um, just have a look at it and say, what, what, what is behind all of this? Hmm. And that's your first step to the inward world, to the inner world, where I think we all need to head. And I think once we did that, I think things could transform immediately. Probably immediately. Sadhguru says it. In fact, I'll end with that. I'll end with my Sadhguru speaking of the inner world center, though not necessarily talking about it in that way. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Mental Comedy Podcast. I look forward to continuing this because I feel like it's a nice tone. I feel like I found my tone. I'm a mouthy comic, first and foremost. Comedian Jay Malone had taken over me for a little while, uh, to the point where my ex-wife called me Jay. We'll get into that down the road. Um, but now I'm released from all that, and I will be seeking Sadhguru, and I hope that you'll help me. Thank you so much, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you again.